1: Free Bitch Yes, yes. How's everyone doing? Good, good, good The gulliest podcast on the planet Absolutely Far none That's probably the whitest thing I've ever said <laughs> And are four of the whitest people that there are as three has <laughs> <laughs> No, four
2: Alright <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yes Your face Oh yes <laughs> When he knew he
1: fucked up <laughs> See, what, what's fucked up here is you think I fucked up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you everyone for downloading below the bell. Uh, it's the third episode, and, and, and thank you so much, everyone who's shown love and supported. It's been uh, a lovely thing because when we started this, we didn't really think anyone would listen. We the response talked. has been great. It we really thought has, it yeah. would be us four, uh, you know, and, and, and Mark of uh, Boxing yeah. Monthly talking about boxing, and, and no one really gives a shit, but we needed an outlet because we were sick about talking about it on WhatsApp. Yeah, you know, that's fucking, true. It's just between It us. just
0: got out of control in the end. We just ended up just threatening each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't productive. What is right. it
1: about boxing that brings out the fanboyism so badly?
0: <clears throat> I suppose because it's it's a, a violent sport by nature, so it, it brings the adrenaline out of people and, and, and makes people react in a kind of... You only a,
3: have to look around the outside of the ring, in yeah. a decent fight, to tell who's family, who's close friend, who's in those close seats. Mm. You know, the... Um, the Cardle fight, which we'll get onto later, there was, there was a guy who was obviously very, very close friends with, or family with, with Cardle that was, that was cheering every, every time Dodd uh, missed, yes. essentially. And, uh, and you could just tell, you could, that people were looking at him, but you could tell he won't be like that in any other sport he goes to. Do
1: you know my favourite bit about boxing when you watch it on television? Is, is the bit where it kicks off somewhere in the crowd <laughs> yeah, <everyone's> looking, yeah. <laughs> Everyone at ringside stands up and looking in the same yeah, direction yeah. There isn't enough violence going on inside yeah, the ring so yeah. yeah but I want to see a sort of proper old school punch <laughs> up yeah. outside the ring You've been to a lot of boxing boys what have you, What's the worst thing you've ever seen inside a, I've a not, venue?
2: I've not seen anything like, really horrible But the Eubank fight that the night, someone did get chucked
1: out I don't yeah. know that, I don't know that I was noticeable Was he beaten and chucked out? Or?
2: Um it was well, really one that it? it was like the it was like halfway through the first
3: round. Yeah, and he was being yeah. carried
1: out by uh, by a couple
3: but of. But you look you guys. look
2: at the bouncers at boxing events and you think, yeah, these guys aren't bouncers, man. I <laughs> well. they are. they day release, man. It's a must have. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so uh, big, 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 uh, big. Thank you again to download, and you can get us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, if you like what you hear and you want to follow us on on Twitter, it's at below the bell underscore. Uh Facebook page is below the belt uh, BTB pod. So Facebook dot forward slash BTB pod. Um, and review us on iTunes as well. Yeah. Have we got any reviews? No. Yeah, no. no, I think we have. No, I think we've got oh, we one or two. two.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice ones. What yeah.
1: was it what like was it say?
3: Just nice mix of knowledge and just nice stuff. Oh, okay. I can't
1: remember off the top of my head, but we've got one or two. And and uh, Alex or Al from Bristol is a buggerer. Yeah. <laughs> the <bugger. laughs> yeah, they spelled burger wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's move on to the boxing. Chris Martin. Versus Charles, Charles Martin.
2: Martin. Yes. Charles, Charles Martin. I don't like that. He's He's yellow. That, that's
1: He's the yellow. whitest <laughs> thing you've ever said. That's the whitest thing you've ever Mate, said. <laughs> I've got
2: a bucket hat. So He's going to put Joshua in his place, isn't he? Charles He's Martin. Going to be Coldplay puns all night.
1: Charles Martin versus Anthony Joshua coming yes. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Sky box office. Is it a box office fight? <sighs> is, is Joshua so big that
0: it has to be box office it doesn't have to be I don't really buy that when Do they you understand say it the has reasoning? to be yes because Charles Martin is a new champion um, he's just got the belt he's not going to be in a hurry to defend it so to get him over here I imagine it's cost a pretty penny yep. so I understand it but I don't think it has to be but. the thing is that's, that's, that's what you say like, he
1: doesn't need to take this fight he's been given this fight and, and, and a suitcase full of cash Mm-hmm. because this is danger and
2: it's crazy it's a crazy first event really he's ruined of confidence though isn't he he's not sure of confidence at all
1: yeah so I, I didn't know nothing about him now I know a little bit about him and listen to him talk I'm like you know what mm. he's still going to get smashed but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has,
3: he, has he essentially just? he's just traded the belt for money because the money he would have got for this as his first to come over here against someone like Anthony Joshua for, for, and the money he six, will be getting six from figures.
0: that six figures uh, seven so Sorry, seven figures, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I'd say he's got to be. Because Al Hayman, he's now Heyman Fires. Al Heyman Fires Al so Al all make big money for silly little fights. Mm. Um, who was that guy? Omar Figueroa mm. got a million dollars to fight Ricky Burns. You yeah, know, that wasn't a title fight or anything. So. Ale Hayman Fires get paid well, so for him to come over here, he's making serious money.
1: And, yeah, he's not coming lightly as well. He's coming right. full of power and confidence,
0: in, uh, you know, according to him. I walk the sheets like a god. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, was, uh, <laughs> that was good. Godliness, that, that was good. guy, he ain't missing... You know, it's made me a fan. I, I love stuff like that. I like, I, Americans are just... Uh, they're, they're really good at articulating. They're really good at articulating. Even fighters. Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs, is, you know, yeah, let's go... Yeah. <laughs> let's go, <laughs> Don't do that,
1: it's <laughs> fucking...
3: Anyway, we're going to come
0: on to Shannon Bruce. Yeah, it's really yeah I, when I say,
3: as he, as he traded the belt for cash, I'm not saying he's going to come here and expect to be walked over or not try or anything ridiculous like that. I just mean, as, as Flav said, as a first offence, really. Yes. Mental.
0: Yeah. You, yeah, you, and even, with, again, without Heyman fighters, it is, you know, he would, you would forgive him for having a soft touch for his first offence, but he hasn't. He's come over here. Anthony Joshua is legit. And he's taken, you know, he's come away from home. I'm glad he's come over early. Mm. He hasn't come over the week of the fight. He's come over two weeks early. He's got himself acclimatized, and he's going to be ready to go. And he didn't fight that long ago, and he's going to be ready to fight. I'm really looking forward to it. And he's a southpaw, so first first southpaw Joshua's fought. Oh.
2: I think it's the only good one he's faced.
3: Yeah. So, far. Mm. so you know he's going to have to be Joshua's. It wouldn't surprise me if Joshua started slow, mm. um, just to just to make sure. I, I think. I'd advise him to. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think uh, Hearn was saying uh, last night they had their workout at York Hall. I think he was saying last night that that Joshua wants to start quick and wants to end it quick. You know, that's that's his aim. But but he's not going to. It wouldn't surprise me at all if that is he does almost the exact opposite. Do we know anything about
2: Charles, Charles Martin's chin? I don't know anything about him. I didn't even watch, i never seen any of his fights. I
3: tried but to watch a couple of his, it looked like they're being filmed the, in the back of a yeah, super club yeah. with yeah. a phone. The issue, like
2: I think the issue Charles Martin has, and the reason why I probably took the fight, he feels that in the way in which he won the title, he probably feels a little bit under, underappreciated. So it should be, he didn't win the title, he kind of. That's, that's, given that's, it, that's, that's not really his fault. So he probably no, feels that no. like by fighting Joshua, he's like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to fight someone who's. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to fight a live body. And imagine if he's the real deal. Oh. Like, imagine if he goes and marmalises. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at this. If he, if he goes um, longer than Dillian White did, then he's made because he'll get fights. Mm-hmm. Either be, whether, whether it be, um, what's, the, what's the Cuban's name?
0: Oh, Louis Ortiz. Yeah, yeah,
2: people like him will want to fight Martin because Martin's a good fighter. and mm. I don't think him losing is the end. If he gets starched in the first round, then, then I guess it's over for him. Mm.
0: The, the, belt, the belt gives him that marketability. If now he's won the belt, even if he loses it now, he can be marketed as a former world champion. And he's an
1: American American world champion as well, which that gives him... And a talker him. too, yeah. And a talker, yeah. yeah. Um, it was interesting because you look at his physique, he's nowhere near where uh, Joshua is. Fury used... Uh, <laughs> complained or, or was, was using uh, Joshua's free uh, freaky torso because it is a little bit, you know, too... So kind of a little criticise him, to say that heavyweight boxing it's not about physique, it's, it's, it's about endurance, and it's about skill, and it's about having a, a ring craft. Um, Hearn saying this is a tougher fight than Tyson Fury, which, you know, as a promoter, you understand where he's coming from. So there's this is kind of free pronged kind of abuse, I don't know what it is, like a, a cesspool of, of abuse going on between uh, Hearn and, and, and Fury and. and um, uh, strong, and, and Joshua, strong, yeah. I get, let's move on to the physique for a second, because I'm not fixated with <laughs> Joshua's physique, but it is incredible. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not sure I would even want to look like that. Yeah. I'm not sure women even find it attractive. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how effective it is in the boxing ring as well. Um, is, there anything in the, is there any merit in the fact that highly muscled or high, low-body
0: fat fighters uh, gas? I think there is. I think somebody made the point online, it was John Evans who made a point on Twitter yesterday that uh, Holyfield, Bruno and Vlad Klitschko, all very highly muscled fighters, had all been stopped late in their fights. That's the heavyweight division. But I think there's a, a validity to it as well. Um, I, you know, it's, it's just science. More muscles means you have to use more blood means you have to use more oxygen. Taylor as
1: well, actually, he was ripped. Um, mm. Whereas if you looked at Frotch. In his fight uh with him, Frotch was built and, but he had a it seemed like a decent ratio between body
2: fat and muscle. It was low, don't get me wrong, but I think one Jeff of them and Le- one of them didn't. I think Lacy is probably be the best comparison for someone who's and Berto as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um people who are heavily muscled. Um I think it affects Joshua's mobility and if he does get the fight with Fury, I, I can see I can see him getting out of work. I can see Fury's lateral, lateral movement, just, just frustrating him. Yeah. But in terms of the physique, I can see where Fury's coming from, because Fury's a fighter. He's from a family of fighters. His culture is fighting. and um, It doesn't matter how fat you are, really. Yeah, in that it's, culture, it's, 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 it's like it doesn't matter. It's all about what's in your heart and, yeah. you know, and the ring craft. And, I've, and, I've, and I think Fury's probably another one that d- doesn't feel appreciated. People think he's some. He actually got called a fraud. I mean, I don't know if the bloke actually is watching any of Fury's fights, but he got called a fraud. I mean, you've beaten the best heavyweight boxer in the last... 15 years, and yeah. he's still being called a Ford, I mean... But that that guy's the joke, isn't it? The, yeah, 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 I, I know, but you almost... <clears throat> some people see Few as a joke figure, but he's got a lot of ring craft, and he's a very good boxer. A very,
1: very good boxer, and, you know, that that just... That's the evidence in about physique and muscle tone and that, and the best boxer, heavyweight boxer in the world, because he's, the facts prove it. He's the true heavyweight champion, forget Martin, um, and, it, and he isn't physique I mean he looks ginormous in mm. in the U Bank fight in the ring, he looks uh, yeah he looks massive and we know how much he blows up, but he's the best in the world at the moment and it's not really about muscle.
3: No, I think um and you're right, he's he's number one. I think what might get forgotten if, if Joshua does win this this fight and the the public Ferrari that will follow after it, you know, Joshua's a, a world champion, you know, I think the majority of us know he's still third in line, isn't he, behind uh, behind Tyson and, and Deontay Wilder, really, yeah. with the way that this IBF belt has p- become available to him in the first place. But, you know, he's there to, to go and do his job on Saturday night, which I, I think he will. Yeah. And like I said, but it, it, it's just
1: about remembering that Tyson is number one and deserves respect for it. Joshua got wobbled against White, no doubt. He was in trouble at times. Yeah. Uh, Martin, 21 KOs from 23... I don't know how much that says less in heavyweight boxing as it does in middleweight and
0: whatnot. Yeah, it's and looking at some of the physiques of the people he's fought, they're worse than you know. They make Fury look like only Joshua you Joshua. Know? When he's so, out of training. When he's out, you know, he's you know, you know, it's hard to really gauge. You know, having a look at Charles Martin's record, it's hard to really gauge about the quality of these guys and the chin that they've got. Um, but he's got twenty one in twenty three. You don't know how Joshua's going to cope. You know. He's very rangy, Martin. He uses it well. It's going to be—I think it goes rounds. I, I don't think he gets rid of him early. What's exciting about this,
1: so and why I'm going to watch it, and why I'm going to pay, mm-hmm. is because I don't know what's going to happen, yeah. and exactly. it could well be Joshua goes in and shows levels, but it
0: might not. It's the unknown, it's, yeah.
1: and that's what's... I want—the unknown. This is mm-hmm. what boxing gets a lot of criticism, doesn't it, about mismatching, <clears throat> and there's so many fights are mismatching because it's about career building and, and building that that. Um, uh, it's, it's, Building record, record like, yeah, that. building records, but this is so early in this fight. Could be dangerous.
2: Could be an absolute mess. But who knows? I'm, I'm gonna mean, pay a lot of money to go down, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> just to <the> see. <same. laughs> the last pay per view we had was Frampton v. Quigg, and that fight never really caught fire. Mm-hmm. And I think what's exciting about this fight, you know, to the to the casual punter out there, is that Joshua knocks people out. He looks good doing it. And um, he's got the he's got the Hearn height machine behind him. And, and as I said, no-one knows what's going to happen. No-one knows anything about Charles Martin. I mean, as Alex said, it's fast like they recorded on an iPhone, half yes. of them. So um, there is that unknown quantity, He'll and be... it will, will be action.
3: Yeah, I think, I think uh, it'll depend on the first couple of rounds, in it, as, as I think they do, regardless of who Joshua's fighting. It, it'll depend on him. If, if Martin spends any time laying on those ropes for longer than 5-10 seconds, it, it, it could be finished.
1: All right, predictions for the fight. Um, I'm gonna go for Martin Stoppage. <laughs> 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 <Fuck sake. laughs>
2: Shit. team. Oh, I want to say Martin Stoppage too. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, Martin Stoppage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going there too. Um.
0: I. No, no Martin points. Jo- oh. Joshua, ten. Round ten.
3: I think he does him early. I think I, I, I don't see it going past three or four.
0: Well, half, half
1: of us are right. Yeah. yeah. And and all of us have never seen my advice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so which is exciting. I want Joshua a
2: beat. That's why. Oh, I don't really care. I'd mean,
1: quite like to see the hype train move on and see what happens. Uh, Lee Sel no uh, le- le- <laughs> Matthew Macklin and Brian Rose. Interesting one on um, the undercard. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's not a bad undercard actually. Yeah. Macklin. I kind of got. I was over Macklin after you know he had that unfortunate result in in, in Germany against them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a couple, I think. But Golovkin done him as well. Golovkin Golov- done him. Golov-
0: but,
1: uh, so um, you kind of thought, I thought, that, that was the end for him, weren't it? I mean, he went up against Golovkin. No, no, no one thought that he had a chance. He got dismantled, ultimately. Um, he's an exciting fighter in, in that he walks forward, covers up well, throws those uh, hooks. Um, Brian Rose,
0: time. He's shown that, you know, Brian Rose has shown, you know, that he's fragile at line middleweight. Oh. You know, he got stopped in a round by... <laughs> His uh, face is the most delicate face yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like... Pretty. It's like tracing paper It just rips It yeah. just bleeds Constantly Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's quite Well matched though I'm not I'm not quite sure What weight it's at Is it Because uh, Macklin Went down to like middle And Brian Rose was talking About going up to middle It's heavyweight <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be A middleweight But I don't think It really matters To be honest But it's, I think it's quite Well matched <clears throat> It's a shame That
3: it's going to be on At like seven half 7 yeah. In a half empty arena just to put it on this card to try and make it you know, a, a pay-per-view card. Do you it, know what I mean? Um, it's not cool for it to be on just, a, on a show. A topic.
1: Uh, Paul Smith was supposed to fight before the television was even went, went on and uh, pulled out, right? Yeah, yeah he, virus. Got a, he got a virus.
2: But he was right. all right to be in the corner. I, yeah. I, I don't like Macklin and I hope they both lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, Macklin's chump. My I, issue with Macklin um, is that he felt he was above his domestic rivals being Andy Lee, Darren Barker and Martin Murray. Um, Brian Rose, I think he got beaten around, Castle and he was acting like a bit of a bit of an idiot yeah. about it. When there was a, I mean, I, you know, I'm not I'm not Ian John Lewis's biggest fan as a referee, but I can see why he got stopped, and he just wouldn't even speak to anyone about it. So yeah, he was kicking chairs around and all sorts, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, uh,
1: Connor debut, at Conor Byrne. Yeah, oh, it's exciting. So shame it's it at
2: 140 though, isn't it? I wish it was at 160. You never know. <laughs> I,
1: I think it might come to that stage where Eubank. I don't know if that fight should happen. I don't know if it's it has the right kind of feeling behind it. The there'll be a lot of a bit. There's an age gap, and and going to move up. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. he's because yeah, he, he struggled with uh, struggled with the weight against Spiko Sullivan, didn't he? He was quite tight at the weight then. He made the weight against Blackwell okay. Um, so, but that yeah, Connor. Anyway, Connor Ben. Sorry, uh, it's the unknown again, isn't it? You know, he looks good inspiring, but you just don't know. How's, I don't, I how's think,
1: his beard? I think we do know. I think he's he'll, he'll be a we, savage. Yeah, we know we know he's he. he uh, well, we don't know how hard he hits, but we know when he gets in that ring against, um, he's his father's son. It's his father's son. I he's hope gonna, so he's going to do some damage. I think Nigel Benn's up there with with below Emmanuel Augustus as one of my favourite boxers <laughs> in 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 the world. And it isn't about boxing with Nigel Benn. When he was in the ring, he was ferocious. He was he was humble, and he was everything that Chris Eubank wasn't. And he did damage, man. Those bombs were like fucking just disgusting. Um, and, and and it reminded me. And the only reason I'm mentioning his old man is when I watched him spar on Monday. I wasn't there, but I watched the the, the videos. He his, his stance is like his old man's. His legs, his leg leg position, um, the way he stands, and and I'm thinking, fuck, that's that's Nigel Ben. Different from Chris Eubank, who. Almost pretends to a uh, junior. Pretends to be like his old man. Has a, a way of posing and, and he's kind of playing up to that. But doesn't physically fight a lot like him. No. He he throws punches based on the, the sparring, uh, the, the uh, shadow boxing and pads that I saw. It looks like his old man and that's exciting and, and good luck to him. I, mm-hmm. I listened to Toe to Toe, Sky Sports, and he talk, talked well, didn't he? He, he talked, very talked well.
3: well. I think he's had, you know, he's, I think he's had twenty-two amateur fights in the space of a very very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, you know, look, he knows what he wants to do. You know, he's, so he's only he turns twenty in September, and he's pulled on gloves at the first time when he was sixteen. You know, so he does. I don't think he even knows what <laughs> what the next couple of years are going to going to tell in terms of how he's going to fight and how he's
1: going to develop. He's so. signed a match room, so he's going to be he's, he's going to be managed well, mm-hmm. and we'll see in maybe two years how good a fight he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, anyone want anything about Ben? Mm-mm. It's exciting. Interesting. Can't yes. wait for him to come in. And um, I'm looking forward to what music he comes into and stuff. And how, how that <laughs> <went to>
3: <laughs> he nearly said on Town, but he stopped himself from giving away at the on end swine. of the day. So
1: yeah. uh, one of my most excited about. Probably more than... Yes! Probably more than George McCord. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do it if you're so excited. But no, no, no. Go on. George Groves versus David Brofney. Yeah. Brophy, 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 mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. It's a domestic
0: fight. It's a domestic fight. It's for the WBA international title. Okay. which. I loathe belts like that. I can't stand them. But you can see the the thinking behind it. About getting that ranking. It's about getting the ranking. Felix Sturm's a WBA champion. They're looking at Sturm or they're looking at Abraham, and I think that's sensible. Um, so yeah, be interesting. I think Groves will be too good for him. Yep. Um, this guy's got six percent knockout ratio, so he's not going to hurt Groves. You wouldn't think. So it's just it's it's about when George gets rid of him. To be honest. Yeah. 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 I hadn't
3: heard. Of him before, I hadn't seen much of him before. I've watched a few bits and pieces of him now. He's got a nice high guard. It's kind of no, like us say he's very, very straight very, up and down. Yeah, then. exactly. But he's perfect for him. But he's undefeated, whatever that means nowadays. Mm. But he's undefeated, and and he'll come. He's got a shot against someone who's extremely well known in this in this country, and he'll want to, you know, he'll want to put on a best show. But George looks. He wants to, but he won't be able to. and then we'll see him get knocked out. But up. the pads in the ring in the, on Monday night, he looked sharp. George, he looked sharp, he looked looked happy, even in interviews, and just like, he just
1: looked smiley again, it's nice to see. With all due respect to Paddy Fitzpatrick, he's got a decent
2: trainer. Mm -hmm. He should be happy. But also, um, with what Callum Smith did last weekend, that's probably another thing for George Groves to probably want to put on a show. Absolutely, so that fight
1: gets made. definitely, that fight's going to get made when we come to that in the second half. Uh, we now should go on to. I think everyone, I, I don't think we're excited to talk about this because of what happened in the yeah. ring, but the Eubank Blackwell fight has to be talked about. And um,
3: yeah, look. Uh, so I think Blackwell did a great. Go on. Go no, on I go think on. the
0: important thing to say, you know, it's you know we're recording on Tuesday. Yesterday we all got, you know, we all heard the great news that yeah. Nick Blackwell's woken up. He's talking to people, so that's brilliant. You know, that's, that's the main thing to talk
1: about. Yeah. yeah, but let's let's talk about the fight yeah. and uh, before we go on to that, um, I think it's really hard to talk about now. It's, Do you know what? Um, because no, actually, we're gonna cut. I'll tell you what. Just just to make this clear, why we're struggling a little bit here because we. Obviously we know what happened. Um and we're gonna come on to a discussion about the ethics of boxing and, and how we feel about that kind of stuff. But we really I I want to talk about what happened in the ring before yeah, I think that's black. Fair, yeah. Blackwell
0: collapsed. And I think that's fair to do yeah, right? that. Yeah. And now now he's it seems like he's getting better. Yeah. I feel more comfortable about doing that. Okay, okay good. Better.
1: Okay. So uh Eubank was uh, incredible. I think it was brilliant. Uh to, 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 he took he took a couple of decent digs. Uh, when he was showboating in front of uh, Billy J Saunders. Oh, um, it was amazing. And that, that's the kind of thing I, I want, like, I've, I've said for a long time, I don't want to watch someone in the ring do what I can do with 10 years of training. I want to see them light that that, that ring up in the same way that Mayweather did, Leonard did, and Duran, and, and, and the, the very best in the world. And while Eubank Jr. isn't the best in the world at the moment there were moments of absolute class. The irony of all of that is when he was show baiting. that's when he took that left hook from, or it might have been left straight from, uh, from Blackwell. Blackwell, his knees went a little bit, no denying, he's got a strong chin, Eubank, but his knees did go. See?
2: The, the beauty of Eubank Jr. is um, when he walks into the ring, he gets booed. Every time he leaves the ring, all of his farts now is getting cheers. Um, he's, you know, he's great, and many, many new fans, a lot of people say, oh, Eubank's arrogant and all the rest of it, but, he gives value for money. And like Anthony Joshua, you know he's going to be in a fight every time. There's so many complaints about how Mayweather fights, for example, his fights are scientific, but Eubank is just it's just hell for leather. And, um, and as, he has, as he said before, uh, the way it panned out with Blackwell getting his injury makes it hard to talk about it. But I feel Eubank Jr. for he had a point to prove with, um, with Billy Joe Saunders ringside, and I think he stepped up to the plate. He, he also reacted well to the... the-
1: the goading inside yeah. the ring because that would have been difficult. Mm. Do you know? I don't think I'd have been how, con- how to. Con- I don't think I'd have been able to contain myself if some bloke uh, like Billy J Saunders did with Eubank. Eubank you yeah, yeah. the bo- held the belt up in my face. Like I wouldn't have cared how hard that guy is and how easily he could beat me. If someone disrespected my old man like that, I'd lose it mm. it's just because it's who you are. I think they understand the kidology of it all. Yeah, I, do you, I think part
3: of it as well, you know, there's a lot of discussion that goes on about, you know, what is Senior's position? What's, what's he doing in the room? What's, what's he there to do? You know, obviously Adam Booth wasn't there, there Saturday and, and, and Eubank was working a corner. But I think that what Billy J Saunders was doing before, before the fight, in fact, of purposely going towards his old man with the belt rather than Junior, is an exact reason as to why... How why Eubank senior is there in the first place? What he by him being who he is and the attention that he brings, it takes stuff away from his son. it point. takes pressure away from his son. His son doesn't have to deal with that sort of stuff. So, you know, we've just talked about about Conor Ben. It would be interesting to see. I don't think. I don't think. I think Nigel ben is just going to be ringside and not involved. But yeah, it would be. It's going to be interesting to see the two different dynamics of, of how they both both progress. But I think. Um, yeah, I agree with you. That, you know that. That was golden and it, and it worked because you know us three of us were there. We were all going, "That's amazing!" You know, because, you know, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun, and it's, it's you it know, it's always the, the, the it does. I found
0: it. I found it a little bit. I didn't like it from Saunders. I just thought you're world no. champion. You should conduct yourself as one. I understand it's <laughs> boxing and it's bravado, mm-hmm. and I get that. But I thought, come on now, you're world champion and you won. Mm-hmm. You won the fight. You don't and need to do that. It's not even, even it's not even a
1: legitimate world champion as well. You
0: earned that right. You beat Andy yeah. Lee.
1: You know that's fair enough. Yeah, you I didn't think need it to was be necessary,
0: there. but it made it fun. It did, you know? and it'll make the next fight bigger. Mm. You know that sort of stuff. You know that that next fight's got to be inevitable now. Oh yeah, well, then, uh, well that's what wait. they were doing there. Yeah, of course he ain't there yeah. nev- for. Yeah, he's not yeah. there to watch boxing. You know, he talks a lot about Eubank. He's, he talks like Eubank's basically was some shit, to be honest. He says he's shit. Blackwell's going to beat him, but he went life and death with Eubank. You know, he, he needs to remember that he went life and death with him. So and he lost. In my eyes, Yeah, some
2: people think he lost. Not, not many. Yeah, <laughs> so not my own, But, but he, he's another one who doesn't feel he gets the credit he deserves. Um, he fought for his country in the Olympics. He's obviously a very good boxer. He's world champion. And he probably feels a bit a bit slighted that everyone... I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people are Lord and Eubank Jr. I mean, he's the one with the belts. I think there's a lot of jealousy and a lot of bitterness there. Yep. And that manifested itself in, the, in his behaviour before... During yeah. and after he the fight, he probably has a point
3: as well. Really, it does, you're looking at it 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 black, black and white, weren't
2: you? It's but not, but it's not, not, it's not. You, Bank Junior's fault. No, 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 absolutely not. No. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
1: think, from the boxing fraternity can understand why Billy Joe Saunders feels the way he does, and he, he's a good fighter. He's he is a good, good very good fighter. Good footwork, finds his range well. Never
0: been bothered. That's the thing with Saunders. Never been hurt no. or Andy no. lose a punch. I've never been bothered. Do you know
1: what? Better than people give him credit for. I think, but boxing's about entertainment and Chris Eubank Jr brings that and what he should be is thankful to be in the same division that he's going to get that big fight he thought he got rich off the last fight the next fight is going to be, he can retire and he'll yeah. it, it, get beat but anyway that, that's the point can we talk about the fight between Blackwell and, and, mm-hmm. and Eubank yeah. and what happened inside the ring well, you, you guys were at the fight how did you see it from the stands
2: well um, Blackwell was very game Always was always coming forward even in the latter stages I think Chris Eubank Jr. showed he's got a jab. That's something that he wasn't that we didn't say he had before. He, he got, showed, his jab got criticised
1: by uh, Fury mm. and uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah,
2: because yeah, it's, it's not it's not the best jab in the world, but it's, it's improved from from the fight of Billy Joe Saunders. Richie Woodhall said in commentary that Eubank has not improved since the Billy Joe Saunders fight. But it's improved immeasurably. In even funny. even this damage we talked earlier about muscular boxers who late on. And I think you bet looked like he could have fought fifteen rounds at times. You looked—that's um, a fair look, point. Actually, he looked a lot fitter, and um, yeah, it was, um, it, it was I think you bet did, did a great job.
3: I thought he was measured uh, for the most part. There was a few little bits of time where he got a bit overexcited, but um, I thought he was measured. I thought he was purposeful. He followed direction uh, a bit more. I, not I couldn't see that at the time, obviously, but when you go back and I went back and watched the fight and watched it on TV again. He he actually, you could tell that he's actually listening, and whether he looks like he's listening or taking direction or not, he, he was. Um, and I, I think that he's right. He just he managed the fight a lot better, a lot better than I thought he would do when it started getting towards those later rounds.
1: Was, any- go on, go on, go on. was anyone worried about Booth not being in the corner? I think we had rumors yeah. that there was this kind of
0: split between them. It's clear that something's happened. Yeah, I think going. I think going forward. When he steps up to world class, when he starts up to fighting real legit world class fighters, I think that's where someone like a booth is gonna be really good and to keep him calm and to keep him on p- on a plan. Mm-hmm. Especially if he punches a but I'm not thinking he's gonna fight Golovkin anytime soon, but when he is fighting a puncher like Golovkin, someone to keep him on message and keep him on track will be really good. And I'm not I think you I think Eubank senior did well the other night. Um but you I would rather have Booth there. But I thought Eubank was excellent. I thought he paced the fight really well. Mm-hmm. He had times where he would just Twenty punches at Blackwell, and then he'd have a round off. But he'd box behind the jab and just and still win the round. You yeah, know? I, I thought he was exceptional.
1: And obviously, what do you think is next for Eubank Junior? Now it's not it's not Billy Joe Saunders yet. I want to see that fight in next summer. Not, he, not, he seems not...
0: keen to defend the British title, which he's, he's mentioned that he's keen to defend it. Which but I can, can do that at canter. He can do that. I think that's great, though.
1: That do, do, do you think that, actually, that experience, domestic fights, people are going to watch it on Channel 5 if it carries on to be there? Mm. I'd like to see that again, actually. Yeah. But I don't want to go and see him beat up people that can't cope with him. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure how they're going to match that correctly.
2: But It's almost the polar opposite to Anthony Joshua. Joshua is someone who I probably thought shouldn't fight for a world title yet. The opportunity presented itself, and he's taken it, that's fair enough. Eubank Jr. could have fought um, Jacobs. Chose yeah. to go for the British title, and I think there's a lot to be said that he, he sees himself that, um, that makes complete sense, though, doesn't it? But really? he sees himself that you know he's not the complete article yet, and the fact he wants—I mean, his dad never won the British title, and the fact he wants to defend it shows that he does have a, he is, does have the um, the humility to show that he's not there yet.
3: So, for us that aren't quite sure, what's the situation now with regards to Yuval Junior trying to chase that fight with Jacobs again? Now,
0: what's—I uh, don't know if. I don't, he doesn't seem overly keen to take it. I imagine he still is Jacobs mandatory. Okay, that's um, what I mean, yeah. I don't think he's lost that right. I've right. heard that he's lost that right. So I think if he wants to fight with Jacobs, he can get it. He doesn't seem overly keen to get it, to be honest. Um, Do I you understand he, that? I t- completely understand it. He's not re- Jacobs is legit. Mm. Yeah. So, it was, we spoke about on the first pod. I don't want to see that. Yet. No, on the first pod. Like, Jacobs, you're not sure, because he got knocked out by Dimitri Pirog. And he was a beast. He was though. a beast, though. And then he totally went off the rails. God knows what's happened yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got knocked out by him. So now people kind of doubt him, um, Jacobs. But he's knocked out Peter Quillen in round, and around Peter Quillen's a jit. So, Jacobs, you know, I don't blame you, Ben, for not finding him. Yet. Okay. we can't piss around at domestic level, okay, though, can we? it's a... It's hard. It's, to it's who... He finds
1: himself in a very difficult situation mm. currently, isn't it?
0: I'm trying to think who he can fight at middleweight. Yeah. Really. I can't. There was a two chap chaps, the other night, that... wasn't there? It was Tom Duran and uh, the other champ. Yeah. Oh, I can't. A that was Imagine Duran against Eubank Junior. A oh. lot barely last around.
2: round. You didn't sit up, I did you, Flav? I didn't. Sorry. it was great. It was. It was brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, it oh, it great. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we have got a question. Actually, first question of. Uh, Blow the bell, which is yeah. good. Uh, ben Salvi, twenty-three, he asks: Is there anyone in boxing that throws a better uppercut than Eubank Junior?
2: Not current, not in current boxing, no. Not but Ty- Mike Tyson is famous for his the amount of leverage he got from it as well. Was I don't think
3: biggest. there's anyone that puts as puts as much emphasis <laughs> behind the, it in their fights other than Eubank. Yeah. That's and for it, sure. This
2: is
1: not a percentage punch. It's not something that lands cleanly often. But I get people throw them on the inside. Mm. What I like about uh, Eubank when he throws it on the inside is that there's deliverance in it and there's purpose to it. Often it's just kind of like a tapping punch. Let's just throw that through the guard and make him know that I'm there. And I'm, when I'm on the inside, I'm still going to be throwing. Eubank throws, it's like, like a, it's almost like a bomb from and it, fucking 30 inches. It can come from range. He didn't do it quite so much against He, does he, tend, he
3: tends to do it against... I've seen him do it against lesser opponents where, where he, he can do it from range, but he also can take that step in and really throw it with... with Venom and it was, uh, it certainly it gets reaction from the crowd as well, which I is think another the
0: only person I can think of who's got a good enough cut to him is Canelo, mm. yeah. But he goes from far away, they usually counter punch it, so it looks really sexy when he does it. That's yeah. the only guy I can think of. To be honest. <laughs> shout out to Ben, though, he's been really supportive, retweeting and everything. Shout out to Ben,
1: okay. Shout out to Ben. Um, obviously, in the eighth round, Eubank said, uh, Eubank senior said, Do you know what? I everyone knows what he said. He he yeah. he, he, he 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 said, you know, start hitting the body. I don't know why the ref ain't stopped it. When I originally watched it, I didn't think he was saying go to the body because I was worried about Blackwell. I thought he said it, go to the body because this is going to win you the fight. That's the way I viewed it. Mm -hmm. It, No one knows what goes in his head. And previously, Eubank Senior has said (laughs) that was the reason why I did it and you have to take him for his word. And you can understand, given the the stuff that happened with Watson in the past and probably what you witnessed with Benham and McLennan, where he was coming from. Um, whatever the reason um, <clears> is, we saw what happened with Blackwell. He collapsed. It was uh, horrendous. I went from cheering the salvos from from Eubank, admittedly, to thinking having a very, very, very sick feeling yeah, in it my horrible. stomach because it's something that I've I've, I've I've struggled with in the past. I love boxing. I truly do. It's over football. Probably my prime sport. I, I, I love watching boxing it's animalistic, it's instinctual and something within me appreciates the art of pugilism um, but sometimes it hurts, it ends up in people getting hurt um, and this is something I wanted to talk about because we read Dark Trade, we talked about it before mm-hmm. in a couple it, it's an important book because it talks about the, the rough stuff behind boxing, not just you know the business side of it but also people get hurt, this is a, a really, in terms of sport, a ridiculous thing to consider. How do you, how do you guys feel about this?
2: Um, it's hard to really to really rationalise why I watch. It is animalistic, but there is, um, there is a nobility towards it. Um, Bruno fought the other day against Theophane, and there was all sorts being said before the fight. And after the fight, so you know, I've, got respect for, I've got respect for anyone who goes into the ring. Frampton said it after the fight, anyone who goes into the ring, you've got to respect them. And these are highly trained professionals. It's not like um, they say the point of boxing is to hit each other in the head and score points of hitting each other in the head. It's not entirely. I don't think. I think that's a little bit facetious saying it in in such a way. You're taught how to ride a punch. It's not. I mean, if you if you are untrained and you're throwing punches, you're not riding anything. You're not dodging anything. So I think from that, I think that's kind of why I don't mind watching that. I know that they're highly trained and they're not taking the punishment that they could take. Mm. And if it, and if boxing was to be banned and it was unlicensed, then because um, another yeah. yeah. another thing with with a black off fight was um. There was help straight away. Mm-hmm. What Watson suffered from was that the pol- they, the medics couldn't get to him. If so anyone we I an
1: well went to the wrong hospital. You there's know, Anyone, the anyone listening to this podcast who doesn't know what happened between Eubank and uh, Watson, Watson yeah. just yeah, very quickly. Uh, Eubank was behind on points in the eleventh eleventh round. 11th round uh, he came out swinging bombs, hurt Watson badly. It was a white out lane as well. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all. We're all Spurs fans. <laughs> yeah. all fans here. And, uh, you know, uh, what happened was that the, there was no way for the ambulance to get to, to Watson and he spent an hour without oxygen. Um, and, and the irony of all this is it happened to, to, to Blackwell. He needed oxygen yeah. and it was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of what Eubank did and because what Watson has gone through, the oxygen was there. And, you know, it's, it's, thank God it was. Mm. Because it was one of the worst sites. I even get a little bit choked up now yeah. talking about it. It's It's hor- horrible.
2: I mean the point you made about dark trade, um, about it's not about necessarily the violence of happened to Blackwell or Watson or McLennan. It's um, so I saw a short interview today with Shannon Briggs on Box Nation. Yep. And he talked about the Vitaly Klitschko fight. He took an awful amount of punishment. I mm. think um, I think it was there where the where the brain injury started with him. And um, he still didn't even get paid. Mm. So imagine taking all of that and you're not even not even getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. There's lots of journeymen boxers taking fights on two days' notice making absolutely no money out there so it's yeah that, from that point of view I do feel a bit conflicted about the sport because there's a lot of people who you know who love the game and they're not making any money out of it, and they're risking risking them long term health
3: it's It's a great point. I've got a friend who is a is a, is a is a journeyman essentially because he can't give it up he loves it you know he's got other stuff that he can do to make a living a good living. But he, uh, but but he continues to do it. It's affected all other sorts of other parts of his life, um, just because of of the time that it takes. Because he wants to to respect the sport in the right way and respect his opponents, even if he is being called in on two days' notice or whatever it might be. Um, and it didn't. I mean, we we've, we've put down here whether it whether it made us question us how we watch the sport and, and our thinking on the ethics behind it. Um, it, how I was drawn to boxing in the first place was pure awe out of the respect was the, was the first thing between two fighters. I remember watching um, a, a particular fight, uh, which I won't go into now because i will go on forever, but a, a, an absolute war that they then were kissing and hugging afterwards. And it was just it, it, something really resonated in me uh, about that. And then since I've taken up very, very, very basic amateur boxing myself, I've been amazed and blown away by the, the difficulty of it. You always know it's hard and boxers talk about how hard it is the training and, and how much dedication you have to have the sport to be at the level these guys are. But even going in and doing and learning basics and, and just doing some of the you know, the a hundredth of the of the training that they might do, it makes you realise how much it is. And I must admit, I have my first Six round sparring session today, nice. but you do, but you think about it, and after what happened there Saturday, it did. It did, I'm not going to say it didn't cross my mind. There's just stepping in there. Mm-hmm. It, it does, no matter how many head guards I had on. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> how many
0: head guards <laughs> did you have
3: on? I wanted about eight, but they didn't yeah. let me have one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um It's it's interesting. This is an interesting question, and some of the things you put down. And um, when we were sat there on Saturday, and, and it was apparent that there was something wrong, and everybody. Everybody out there is saying, everybody wants him to get better, and we all want him to get better because he's a human being. Like we're all human beings, but a little part of me, and I don't mind admitting this, it—I wanted him to get better for it. The small part of me wanted him to get better was so I didn't have to feel ashamed about watching it. Mm-hmm. Because if he would have, if the worst would have happened to him, I would have felt shame because, because he was there. Because I was there That's and it. I was cheering and I was enjoying it, and then he got hurt. That's it. That's yeah. exactly what you said. Is the. It's the, the cheering because you
1: can't help yourself. You mm. can't help yourself. when someone, when a fighter you like knocks down another fighter, whether you like him or not, it's you cheer because that's the nature of boxing. But really, when you break it down, you're cheering the bludgeoning of another human being, and I fucking I find it hard. I really do. And and uh, do you know what? I find it easy when there are no injuries. Yeah. Uh, and and a years passed, and there's no serious injuries and then it happens again. And then uh, it's brought back, my ex-girlfriend banned me from watching, now this sounds, might sound controlling, but because of the way I reacted to this shit, uh, she banned me from watching boxing inside my own house, because she said, this is fucking barbaric, what are you doing? Why are you watching this? And I was like, you don't understand. Yeah. But she fucking did understand, she knew exactly what it was, but what I did is make allowances for it, and I still do to this day, because mm-hmm. she's not around, I fucking enjoy, it. I'm to give her a right, let her right. <laughs> ah, I dropped her, no, I didn't <laughs> really, would never do that, never hit women. Or drop anywhere She'd kill you as well. <laughs> yeah, she's feisty. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I kind of... It, I, I do I do struggle with it, and I don't know the answer because you know what? I'm going to be watching boxing on Saturday, mm. and I'm going to put it to the back of my mind because I don't want to think about it because you know what the answer is. And and, and Al, you're, I don't know if you want me to mention this, but you, cho- you made an ethical decision to stop eating meat and become a vegan. Mm. You might have to make that decision about boxing one day. Oh, do you know what? It, it doesn't i don't know why,
3: but it does i don't what how you've just described how you feel about it that that doesn't come into it for me yet or it doesn't resonate as, as that strongly with me because the way i've seen it is that we've seen we've seen a lady you know die going around the on the the clipper race um yeah. the last few weeks we've had the two cyclists that passed away we've had people i've been at you know whilemond for a recent while were collapsed that same sick feeling that it had that I had on Saturday when we were at the fight. I've seen it, and, and we've seen it in other sports, and I think the way that the reaction was to what happened on Saturday night, of how quick it was, how it's been proved that the provisions that they've brought in since Watson mm. are working. Do you know the difference, though? You know what?
1: I, I'm about, I know, yeah, I'm about yeah I do. Say, it's but a it's, violent sport. Yeah. Sailing around the world ain't a violent sport. No. Nor is cycling.
0: And it, yeah, it's involving hitting another person. The only thing I would say is, having spent, spent, I spent some time down at Miguel's gym in Brixton, and some of the work they do with young people, it helps me feel okay with boxing because they help people lose weight, they help people get into work, yeah. they get people off the streets. And that's another thing that's important to remember is the work they do with people that have grown up in a poor background and it helps them make something of themselves. And that really resonates in the Dark Trade book as well. You know? yeah. Every, most of these people come from the inner city you know, and it helps and gives them give them that, that sense of discipline and that, that self-esteem.
1: Yeah, we're never going to be able to solve this. But no. we thought it was relevant to be brought up and if we don't bring it up, we're we'll being. Yeah. Um, no, it's a
0: good note. It was no, a good talk.
1: All right. Uh, that's it for the first half of the Fighting Cock podcast. L- Fighting Cock. Oh, Fight my God. <laughs> Sorry, we do another <laughs> podcast called Fighting Cock. It comes out. We're not editing this because we're gully as shit. <laughs> um, in, in the next half, just stay tuned for the comments on ours for boxing commentary. Gennady Glovotkin, Andre Ward, and some questions from the listeners. Till then, in about 30 seconds for you. the <laughs> bell. Second half of below the bell. Ding,
2: ding, 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 ding. <laughs>
1: uh, sound <laughs> effects at all? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, like, what's that geezer from the
2: uh, police academy? Yeah, Jones. Was, Jones. 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 Yeah, just, yeah. just
1: like him. Yeah. Just, exactly. Just like him. What did he do after police academy? Just done sound effects. Yeah, and he did like, <laughs> and he did, like for cartoons for films. and stuff, didn't he? No he yeah. idea. No and stuff. idea. I, <laughs>
0: had spree, he was, I had a spree. I had a. Please had a be spree because it came out on Blu-ray, so I was just like, ooh, I have to watch every one. Well, I got number four and that was it. I don't right. think I've yeah, seen yeah. it. That's quite... You've cool. never seen any of them? I think I've seen the first one.
2: Dearly me. they shit. Man. You're young. They're You're young, shit. Man. Fuck yeah. you. No.
1: Wherever he is, I hope he's happy. Boxing commentary. Uh, it's a mm. bugbear for many boxing fans, and we have to talk about Blackwell and Eubank because if you turn the commentary off... In my opinion, Blackwell won one round. Yeah. If you listen to Woodall, uh, mostly uh, it was almost like an even fight up until the last couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. Certainly, if you from, from his position, you wouldn't think that that was a fight that should be stopped. But there are a few people when you consider be- uh, Eubank that opened that, that salvo in the sixth, I think, and another one in the seventh. Or it might be fifth and seventh. Both of those were opportunities to be stopped. Eubank, I think he went for it and, and went for a stoppage then. Commentary would say otherwise. We've had this discussion amongst ourselves many times. Where are you at with the commentary? It,
0: it has to be... Yeah. I think I think it's important to remember that, that Blackwell was the champion and almost the house fighter, if you like, because Hennessy was putting on the show and Blackwell's a Hennessy fighter. And I think commentators, they have to struggle with this now because... Fighters now are all signed to networks. So Pacquiao, we we'll talk about him briefly later on. He's signed to HBO. So when Jim Lampley and Roy Jones are talking about Pacquiao, they have a stock in him. So they're going to be favourable towards him. Um, Sky have the same Joshua. You know, everyone knows about the Joshua hype. They talk about him like he's the second coming of you know Sonny Liston. Um, it's because they have they have an investment in him, and but they have to find a way of balancing the hype and covering sport as journalists you know um i didn't actually hear the commentary from you blackwell only bought, I only watched it live and i watched it again so i can't really comment on yeah. i heard about what um Woodall Woodall said um yeah go on, go on well i was gonna
3: say it's i need to watch obviously from from watching it back because i was there with you but i think another example of it was the was the dodd and uh cardle fight uh the other night i think that's another example of how um it can just be very not very different to what people saw because I think I think a lot of us had um, Dodd winning, but it, it just seems that, that there are certain commentators that just seem to flick from one point to the other within a, within the same round almost, and it makes I think it makes some boxing fans who think they know what they're talking about to an extent as a as a, someone who is, watches a lot of boxing and that type of thing doubt themselves because there's someone like Richie Woodall who is you know, vastly experienced and, and and done what he's done in the game. Um, saying something completely different. So I think that's where a lot of the conflict comes from between punters and and, and what commentators say.
2: I largely like um, what Woodhorn has to say when he's on co-commentary, but um, I found that everything that Blackwell did, they were cheering it a lot more than they really should have. Um, I mean, ideally, you'd watch the fight on mute. I think I've said in the, said to you guys in the past, I'd rather watch the fight on mute than listen to it on commentary, but... Um, I just think, I think Callum covered it quite comprehensively in that sometimes if it's on a certain channel, they're going to favour some fighters yeah. more than others. When, um, when Joshua had his legs stiffened by weight, I don't think there was much made of that in commentary from, from memory, so that's worryingly common. Do you know what, someone who does do it
1: well and who comes in for a lot of stick and the fact that he works for Sky is an interesting thing, Jim Watt he, he, he infuriates a lot of boxing fans and... Do you know, he might not call it right all the time, but he certainly isn't affected by bias or what he's been asked to, to commentate on.
0: And he's mentioned that before. He, he's actually mentioned it once on ringside, how he almost got told off for not towing the company line, if you like. Oh, he, really? just, he, he's mentioned, he wasn't like that, he worded yeah, yeah, word it yeah. like that, but he worded it in a way, you know, I've been told before I shouldn't really say that. You know, something like that, and I like Jim Watt. I don't think he should be on commentary. I think he should do punditry because I think it give it would give him other people to bounce off, yeah. and it would give him time to think about what he's saying because he constantly has to speak. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, like we are now, when you constantly have to speak, you end up talking some rubbish, and I think that goes that happens with Watt sometimes as well. Um, yeah, the Sky commentary, uh, there's not really any of them I like, really, uh, to be honest. Do you know what,
3: right? I think you're right about the whole, what they are doing punditry instead, because when uh, Sky was showing the Bremen fight and they had Bellew doing co-commentary on that, I was like, I don't really like this. But watching him then do punditry was actually, I thought it was quite good on Saturday night. Um, so I think it all depends in in certain circumstances. But, um, you know, another one from Sky was, was the Rebrass and Fielding fight. Mm. You know, I think Jim Watt had fielding winning every round from four to yeah. twelve inclusive, which I was, I was know, flabbergasted. Yeah, I was absolutely amazed by. It. But um, but also then part of the commentary is again part of it is the the weight behind the voice. If that makes sense, Jim mm-hmm. Watt has a has a recognisable voice that carries some impact. I think when there's something. Uh, explosive happening or something dramatic happening, you know I remember the the, the groves and frotch first fight when when groves put frotch down the glorious moment that it was you know th- th- he ca- his
0: voice sometimes does carry weight in those dramatic moments so i can I can see it from both sides. You can tell he absolutely knows what he 's talking about you what know, he absolutely knows his stuff he he cu- talks about these little anecdotes, he talks about the things that goes on in the corner. you can tell he absolutely knows what he 's talking about. I think him and hauling actually do. They, there is a chemistry there, and I think they do work well together. I do think though what sometimes gets goes along with haulings kind of it 's like they they get started on an idea of how the fight 's going to go, and they just go with it, regardless mm. um, that 's kind of how it reads to me. The one that really, really annoyed me was Paul Smith, Abraham one.
2: Yes, um, and I ended
0: up writing a, a blog about it. It really upset me they they from they had uh, Martin Murray in the studio. And I think they had Macklin in the studio as well. And from the very start, it was he's going to get robbed. Paul Smith's going to get robbed. And they went along with that sort of idea for the entire show. And then at the end, when for me Abraham won eight rounds to the four, they acted like it was a big, bad, it was a terrible robbery when it really wasn't.
2: There's um, there's a perception about German judging, and the judging in the UK is not exactly much it's popular, worse. as it's you worse. saw. I mean, I thought Cardinal probably did better than a lot of people thought he did, but. Um, that was a controversial decision in itself. And there's... Um, who was it that got the draw? Krala got the draw, mm-hmm. for example. And that probably a fractured of mm-hmm. one. So the judges over here aren't that much better either. And I feel that when... I feel, particularly this guy, when they follow a narrative, the commentators kind of buy into it, and the pundits buy into it, and it can kind of cloud... Thinking, am I sensing that Jim Watt's everyone's favorite commentator <laughs> on Sky for me? Yeah. I don't even
1: have one to be honest. I, I, no, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have one. i have even. a favorite
2: pundit, but I don't have a favorite commentator. I don't,
1: okay, we'll come on to that. I don't have a favorite commentator at all, but I can respect Jim Watt, even though he winds me up. And do you know, he generally winds me up when he's commentating against one of my favorite boxers because he's saying truths that I don't want to hear, <laughs> but. Not always, not always, but you know, you can respect the oh. fact that he, he he seems to maintain an unbiased stance. I don't know what well, I'm not sure. I'm not a big. Uh, I like what because
3: of, of what he's done and, and have respect for him. Nick Holland has no boxing background and is a, is a, is a kind like of com- is you know, a commentator. So you know he's learned it from that way, which I think it'd be nice to have a few more more recent ex fighters that are more involved.
2: I was I remember the Mayweather Pacquiao fight now, and I remember Jim Watt doing that, and he was given Pacquiao credit for. Fuck all. Yep. That's why I, I find it hard to warm to, to Jim Watt. But um, mm. just to round this up, actually, my favourite pundit is um, Paulie Malignaggi. Talks about the, very talks good. about the fight game very brilliantly. And um, even on co-commentary, he's, he's pretty decent. I like him.
0: I think somebody that's, that's criminally underused in British boxing is Ian Dark. Ian Dark should commentate on every big fight. Um, America, Jim Lampley is... Brilliant. My favourite piece of commentary is between Gatti Ward one when he says about Frank Cappuccino the referee, "You can stop it anytime Frank. You can stop it anytime <laughs> And it's brilliant. And there's a. But in
1: doctor. that instance, what way would you have stopped it?
0: Oh, round nine, he could have stopped Gatti. Yeah, if yeah. To. He could have stopped it, and it was brilliant. a brilliant piece of commentary. But and co-commentator. But with him. what happened after? Oh no, yeah. yeah, it was great. And Cappuccino said, "I could have never stopped it." Yeah. There's a great documentary about a Gatty Ward, it's a HBO one, brilliant, must watch, have to watch it. Yeah, um,
1: g- going, going back to, briefly, we'll be done with this, anyone's favourite pundit? No, 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 I'm, I'm done. Carl Froch is people. my
3: favourite pundit. Yeah. I've <laughs> favourite pundit. <laughs> Carl <laughs> Frosch, anyway,
0: after Mayweather Pacquiao, <laughs> got me rock hard. Fuck he gosh. was just gushing about Mayweather.
2: It's I amazing. Hear. What's amazing about Mayweather is that other oh, boxers fucking love him. Yeah. You get the they respect it, they no, understand not, it. You get the pundits and the commentators who say, "Oh, you know, Mayweather's not an exciting fighter." But what he does is art. It's fucking art. Anyway,
1: it's art. It is art. Uh, yeah, I don't know, where are we going quickly? Someone remind me.
2: We're uh, about Golovkin. He's got a fight against Dominic Wade on April the twenty third. Oh, I've never seen Wade fight. Neither have I. I think, he's doing, I think it's a very weak division. Fourteen yeah, really fights.
0: Is it I think it's something like that.
2: Yeah, I've, I've got no idea, but he's running. At, I mean, I, I guess he'd be watching the Canelo, the, um, Canelo v Khan fight with interest, but it's a weird division. One
1: hundred well, well, Grav- uh, and sixty. Gravokin is talked about in such high regard. The fact that you'd put him in the ring with anybody seems ridiculous, and that's that's a strange thing. I mean, the only only fight you could see him possibly losing is if Mayweather came out of retirement and they met some sort of weird catchweight. And you think maybe Mayweather can do something there, probably would do something Easy there. Easy work. Right, <laughs> but, but the, he, he finds himself in a very unenviable position because he's box office, no doubt, but he's box office against fighters that no one gives a chance against him about. Kahn's yeah. talks, talks about it, Billy, Billy Joe Saunders has been talking about it. No, I don't want to see Billy Joe Saunders get annihilated against Golovkin.
0: I think um, I think what he said is right. Um, middleweight is a really poor division. Um, if you look at the champions, Golovkin's got two of the belts. Uh, Canelo's got the other. Who's kind? He's a pound over junior middleweight, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then you have got Billy Joe Saunders. I think Billy Joe Saunders is probably the best qualified out of all of them. But even Do you that want to see but it? that's even... not box office. That's but does it does office. it become about the belts then for, for yeah. Golovkin? Is it saying like you know what? This is the this is hand up in Dell. It's about It's about... He wants the belts. Yeah. He wants to do like what Hagler did. He wants to do what Bernard Hopkins did. He wants all the belts. And you can't, you can't knock him for that. Hopkins, Hagler, Hearns, different generation. There's nothing
1: like that around him. No. No one in the world thinks that there's a fighter that exists that Glavotkin can get in a ring and think, that's a 50-50 fight. There ain't, there, ain't, there ain't such thing. But I don't want to watch him beat up some geezer. No. I want to watch him being tested and who... Or Just G- G- can go up to heavyweight. Roy, Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> made it. You know he ruined. His, line middle. He ru- he ruined his career by going up every fight, but, but creating a legacy and fucked it after that. What was it uh, Diaz? Yeah, uh, John Ruiz. Ruiz Ruiz, Ruiz. Ruiz, Ruiz, Ruiz Sorry, uh, Ruiz a uh, heavyweight fucked yeah. himself. Yeah, you know won the fight, but whatever.
2: I I don't think Golovkin beats Ward. I don't think he would have beaten Foch. I don't necessarily really? think, well, I don't I, think. I he don't think it is. I don't think it beats Foch. Um, Why? Because um, Foch is a better boxer. <laughs> and and the thing is, a better boxer, for, better chin maybe. They better chin. But I think when when Not you better chin than Foch
1: but better chin than most of the fighters that he's fought.
2: Well, yeah, I think um, all the great fighters had had the dance partners, partners so to speak. Um he was lucky enough to be in the Halcyon era for heavyweights of Norton and. Foreman and Patterson and had, Liston and, and all then of You, got, them. you got, uh, and then you got Hagler. Super, yeah, Hagler had Hernd, You had Leonard. You had Duran. He doesn't have Golovkin. has got no one, so no one knows what nobody knows what Golovkin can really do. If Golov, now um, has got the reach advantage too, so
1: it's hypotheticals. so yeah. you're right. And maybe maybe you are right. Um, the, the, the shame for Golovkin and the shame for us as boxing fans is the fact that he's having to fight Wade. He's, you know, he's fought Macklin recently in the last year or 18 months yeah. you know, those are not fights that we're interested in and what? and what does he do? what does he do? does he just bulk up and go up and and that doesn't show Globotkin as the fighter he, he is in his prime that shows someone who's tested himself and as we know we all watch boxing we've seen fighters move up divisions and it's not worked out for them because not because they're not great fighters but because they've been forced to put their body through something and do you know what? I'm moving off topic a little bit and we'll come back, come back to your tea. Amir Khan looks fucking... I, I'm not sure what's going on there at all. <laughs> he looks weird. Let, let's come back to Amir Khan briefly, but go on, tea.
2: Um Well, David Hay was fighting at um, 200, um, eight and he went up to fight um, Bonin, I think his name was, the, the Polish fella. Yep. yep. Done him in a round, went yep. back down. I think Golovkin could maybe go up to 168, fight a fringe contender, yep. beat him... And then show people show people he's prepared to move up or down. He's not moved up or down and wait for any of his fights. Mm. And that for me doesn't show any intent of wanting to fight the best. That's a good point.
0: I think that is a good point and I absolutely agree with it. I've just been standing and just listening to T nodding my head because I agree with pretty much everything he says. Mm. Um, I like Golovkin, I think he's a good fighter, he's a massive puncher, but he's not the a good praise. Fighter. He's an elite. Fighter. He's a really good fighter, he's a top fighter. He's he's maybe top five pound for pound and won't get carried away with it. I think Canelo's above him just because of the wins. For me, fighters, you're as good as your best win. So, yeah. if your best win is against not really someone very good, that's how good you are. Really, Daniel um, Gill, I
2: think. You, yeah, you could say so he it was beat fought, by Barker.
0: No, uh, nah, he didn't fight. Did he fight Daniel Gill? Yeah, he did fight Daniel Gill. Yeah. You're right. He fought Daniel Gill, and then there's Lemieux as well. Yeah, no, you, could, you could say because Lemieux was fresh. He was coming off a win. You know, he beat Hassan and Dam. He's a really good fighter. Mm. So he's a really good fighter. But like T said, he hasn't gone up and down. Um, he seems to be quite choosy about who he'd go to a catchweight okay. for.
1: So you're you're probably the most uh, critical of, of, of Globotkin of, of all the people that've been into boxing that I've come across. Mm-hmm. What does
0: Globotkin have to
1: do now to view? What do you want him do to know? See? What.
0: Okay, so elite fighters and I'm the Mayweather guy, right? So yeah, yeah, of course. Mayweather goes up to he goes up and fights Delahoya Delahoya's weight. He fights Cotok, he goes and fights Canelo. Canelo's on his back. He's a super middleweight basically. No right? one cares about that. Right, but this is my point. <laughs> right? Let me get to it, right? Go on, get to it quickly. Right? Golovkin, forget the weight. You're an elite fighter. Go and fight someone bigger than you. Did Mayweather forget the weight? Sorry. Sorry, did Mayweather forget
1: the weight when he was fighting? I'm not sure he did. <laughs>
2: um, against uh, Marquez, I think he weighed in over intentionally. Yeah, Come on, man. You're
1: asking, what do you want, Golovkin?
0: in a real
2: world? I want no, Golovkin,
1: Thank you. Just Glocken. say Triple
2: G. Just say
0: Triple G. Glocken. I want him to fight someone. I want him to... Golovkin. Fucking everyone knows what I'm talking about. Triple G. Just say Triple G. That's fine. What do you want? Triple G. Look, he's just got to fight someone bigger than him. Just go up. Go fight. Don't even have to weigh 168. Weigh 164. Exactly, You're such a puncher anyway. Go weigh 164. Fight the gale. Fight... Even Anthony Darrell or somebody at super middle that's half decent, go up there and go. Okay, I'll, I'll fight someone bigger.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, fair enough. All right, well that's what we'll see, and hopefully it will happen. Uh, Canelo's the one, though, isn't it, Shirley? Canelo, Yeah, Canelo's the lineal champion, um, and that's he's the that, most that m- fight's going to happen because he's fighting Amir Khan. And I don't know what to make of Amir Khan. I don't know. I, I respect his decision for doing that <laughs> and understand why he pied off Brook because yeah. that fight is
0: big it's a bigger fight
1: and do you know what? I respect him for wanting that fight because mm-hmm. that's fucking that's what we want yeah, I don't know what's happening
3: but I am fucking excited about it I have. Yeah, <laughs> but you've seen
1: the pictures where he's like yeah. posting pictures of himself slumped down and there's like no he's not he has weird
2: pecs he's like, got tits, got tits.
1: <laughs> that's why I'm excited
3: they're yeah. all gone
2: well, Because another,
3: another man with tits is fighting in the ring yeah yeah oh. what I'm excited about there is not I'm more excited about what he's going to look like when he comes through like when he comes down that ring He well, takes the th- Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll see a very big ripped uh, Amir Khan with this tiny little head
0: on oh, so I think he's going I think he's going to be light I think he should be light I think he's going to weigh about 151 something like that I think he'll be light. I, he, there was the picture where he looked absolutely fucking tonk. The yeah. one that we posted on the on the Twitter and on the Facebook page, I, and then I saw a picture the next day where he didn't look so big. I think he's going to be light, and I think that's the right thing to do.
1: Fair enough. Uh, we'll come on to Amir Khan and Canelo closer to the time. Andre Ward is fighting; uh, he beats uh, Sullivan Barrera, a wide decision.
2: Uh, is he the pound for pound fighter in the world? He makes it look so easy, and that's mm. the problem with with Andre Ward. He never looks like he's out of his comfort zone. You know, we've probably mentioned Mayweather ad him in this pod, but it's another example of he makes boxing look so easy. You just thing well, it's boring, but he's that good. He's got. I mean, there were, I think there was a thirty second clip that's been doing around on Twitter about just little bits of footwork and feints he does. It's just amazing. I think. Um, I think we're lucky to have him in our time. And he's actually, I mean, he's actually moved up in weight to fight. Kovalev, who's regarded as top five pound for pound, mm-hmm. maybe that's what maybe that's what Golovkin has to do. Let's come back to Barrera briefly. Baraba. But he's actually he's, um, he's was he Olympian? Baraba? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm, can't, I good can't. Good extensive amateur career. Cow has a slightly more critical about Ward's performance than you.
0: I I watched it on silent. Like I had it on. It wasn't intentional. I just for whatever why, I had, why did you have it on silent? Because I had a young man in sleeping in my bed. <laughs> 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 oh, young. Um, it was the overly legal age.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. We are an inclusive podcast. Um, A <laughs> A lot of
1: inclusive for people that sleep with one people under Yeah,
2: Well, not, yeah, no, not that inclusive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, go on. Go on. I had, yeah, for that reason, because I had company, I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to watch it on silent. Um, and I wasn't impressed with him. For a record. He was overage, right? He was overage, right. and he was not in my bed. He was not on their bed. <laughs> <laughs> After um, why were you not? Because I I, I felt I really liked Barrera. Mm-hmm. I've not
3: seen him before. Um, he looked game. He looked busy. There was a couple of nice right hands. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was. He looked like he actually he wanted to come, and he felt like it looked like he believed he could he could. Something, I mean, he didn't, and I think the the, the scorecards were probably there or thereabouts, but Mm. um, but but also,
0: Ward didn't really look like he needed to get out of third or fourth gear. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe because I'm such a fan of Ward, I expected him to make this guy look like a bum. Mm. I expected it, and watching it, I just thought, Oh, you're looking sluggish there, Andre. You're not look, I, I thought he looked sluggish, I didn't think he looked fast. Um, yeah, he dropped him in the second. But he, other than that, he didn't it's a weird knockdown as well. When was it was on really the back of the head, the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't seem to. Other than that, he didn't seem to hurt him. I was, um, as it went on, he, he found his groove, and I thought he had him. You know, he was dominant down the stretch. Yeah, but early on, I thought he looked really sluggish and you know, just not not himself.
3: Can I just say quickly, very quickly, there was a great bit in the corner with uh, with Brera's, uh, trainer saying um, uh, in the last couple of rounds saying. Uh, you are winning this fight. And and Ferreira starts shaking his head. He goes, don't look at me like I'm crazy, man. (laughs) (laughs) Remember what Gennady told you? (laughs) That's uh, Abel Sanchez Gennady. Remember
1: remember what a fighter fighting at the same time, because he's so much more experienced than you, told you about uh, the fact that you're you're good enough to beat the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. Uh, Kovalev looks likely, and not likely, certain. There's no other fight for Ward. I feel sorry for Ward because he's never going to have, to have the career that his talent deserves, but maybe he should be a little bit more fucking personable. Um, we've talked previously about the fact that Brooke don't get the big fights. BJS don't get... I've got to stop saying BJS. I, I pull that. Billy <laughs> Joe Saunders doesn't get the big fights. Rigondo. It's about your personality. It's about what sells. And and actually the way you fight as well. So Mayweather... As manly, you know why he's a fucking genius, Mayweather, to to be fair? is because... No boxer out, no no fan outside of uh, the boxing fraternity who understands how a fight might go and the science of it, um, would, would would really you know that he's managed to capture an audience that otherwise wouldn't be able uh, be able to be captured. Ward is one of those. Uh, he's never needed really that big. I'm not even sure he's a millionaire to be fair. I think he's getting paid quite well. By no, the he's extension. definitely a millionaire, but no, yeah. you get my
2: point. Yeah, but, then, but he's fighting Kovalev, go on. Yeah, Kovalev was in the audience and um, there was a mic put in um, Ward's face and he asked, well, you know, what about Kovalev? And that was like his opportunity to say, you know what, I think I beat him in five rounds, I think he's easy work. He, say? And he was just being all respectful and, you know, sending the normal platitudes, Kovalev's a good fighter and, Are you, you know, he, when, he, the fight, when the fight... Well, he should have come um, out and
1: said, Kovalev is a racist. And I'm going to smash his race exactly, face. It.
2: Exactly. Something, like, something along those lines. Something to, to gather people's attention. That was an opportunity for you to. I mean, on top of all that, I know you don't, I know none of us really watch basketball, but the best basketball player in the world is in the fucking audience. So, you know, we've got a big up my man, Steph Curry, yeah, who's boy. in the audience. You've got Kovalev over there. I reckon I'd win. Doesn't matter when that fight happens. I think, it, but he was saying, well, I might need another fight first. And... Is there
1: something to respect in the way, in how. Um... What's the word? How, how humble. Yeah, no, 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 that. there is.
2: There, there is something in that, but in this day and age, it's all about the hype machine behind you. Rock Nation is, are very new to boxing. I don't think they know how to market their fighters, and I think it's up to Ward to take it upon himself. Well, um, do you think Hearn just, might? Sorry, go on. Um, just quickly, um, Fury is managed by Hennessy, and Hennessy's not amazing, but Fury sells makes it. Yeah. it. Sells himself. So, But not everyone is personal. Some people are good
1: yeah. with their fists, some people are good with their mouths, some people are good with both, Mayweather, Fury, whatever.
0: Ward is actually a really articulate, really good talker. Uh, I, I have to, I do have to agree with T again. Um, as much as it pains me, um, I think, I think he could have, He said, I think the words he said was, "It's inevitable." Which I think it's because it's in his HBO contract that he has to fight Kovalev this year. Right. Which is probably why he's thinking, well, I've got to fight him anyway. Why have I got to, why have I got to bother? Mm, but neither, I, don't think, I, don't, was Kov, I don't think either of them have fought on pay-per-view before. I can't remember if Kovalev Hopkins was a pay-per-view fight. I don't think it was. But neither of them have been on pay-per-view before. Oh, didn't, I would love to, feel to see you.
1: that fight so much. Before all the hype, guns to your head. Who would you take right now? Ward um, fuck. Kovalev, fuck, Ward, Kovalev, Kovalev, Kovalev. That's what I said. Why? What do you keep saying? Kovalev. Co- Kovalev Co- is his name. I pick Ward. Yeah. Yeah. Ward as well. Ward Ovid. for me as well. I pick Ward. He's a can all day. Ward, easy work. Kovalev.
2: Co- fuck off! Really? I mean Ovid. The thing is, Ovid. Why do Ovid. Ovid way I love Mayweather. The way I love Mayweather is, I want Ward to win. The way Kovalev handled Hopkins, there's something in that because. Hopkins is a little similar to Ward in how he fights. He's very scientific, and Kovalev walks around at two hundred pounds, so he might bulk up after the fight. It may be too hard for him. To have. I, just, I just think Ward is just the ring intelligence, and just quickly, Kovalev said he'll smash the front of his own fighters, front of his own fans. Sorry. So yeah, so yeah, he says
0: that now. But when it comes to negotiation, he'll say, "Oh, I'm not going to Oakland.
2: Yeah. Uh, and extra extra quickly, where does Stevenson fit into all this? Stevenson's
0: just thinking oh, no, about. I love Stevenson. I think I think he give Kov, I think he gives Kovalev a really good fight. You know, Pascal landed on on Kovalev a lot. Yep. If Stevenson lands on Kovalev with it's those a, shots, Kovalev goes. Yeah, but I, I I do like Kovalev. I like Kovalev. I think he's top five pound for pound. If if Stevenson wanted to be in the
1: circle, he could be. Yeah, and for whatever reason, he doesn't want to be. But it would be great to have a light heavyweight trio. Trio and Varte. Triumvirate. 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 I've had a few beers. <laughs> uh, tri- triumvirate of, of those, those three. Ward, Stevenson, Yeah, uh, yeah. What's what a, what a trio. Um, anyway, I've got some quick questions. Uh, Sean Brown?
0: Yes. Sean Brown, writes for Boxing Monthly. That's does warm.
1: He does indeed. He says, Callum Smith or George Groves, who wins and
2: how? A lot depends, depends on how. It's so fucking hard.
1: <laughs> 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 My head... Says Smith, it does, yeah. it does, but my heart says George marmalise. Go on, Al George, George wins. How? Al. Uh, I'm not sure,
3: but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, it's uh, I think Smith's obviously last two performances have been um, spectacular, but then also, you know, that fight on Saturday to come out swinging, chin in the air. It, I think, he uh, didn't he? Like, the, Oh, oh. Yeah, he's he's trying. You know, he's obviously think that that's how he's going to hurt him, or you know, he knows that that um, Smith starts quick, so he's tried to do the same thing, which was probably the wrong, well, obviously the wrong decision. I think George. Um, it would it would depend. We haven't seen enough of George with with McQuigg in the back. If 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 that jab is back and it's back properly the way it should be, then he's got a great great chance. He really has. But if it isn't, then I worry for him.
0: As much yeah. as I love him, I pick Smith. I would pick Smith, and I pick him late. Um, I love George. Uh, we, I do. I think we all love George. I love George, but the fact that we all these Christian names, yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't buy it that he's back. I don't. I, don't, I think. I think it, his best is past him. Fuck uh, you. Mate. I do. I think that, and I think Smith. I think Smith wins late.
2: It pains me to to, to agree with that in the sense. I, no one knows how much um, Groves has left. No-one knows. I mean, if he wipes out Brophy on Saturday, I may well change my mind. The The last two fights Smith had, people stood in front of him and mm-hmm. allowed themselves to get hit. Groves has got the lateral movement to not let that happen. And I think if um, if Groves is elusive for long enough, it may frustrate him. I mean, he's trained by Gallagher. I have always think Gallagher's a bit of a limited trainer in terms of um, his fighters as being more... having a bit more thought behind what they do instead sort of just blasting people out of mm-hmm. working them. And um, I... I think Gro- I'd pick Groves, but not confidently on points. Mm.
3: I, I would say that uh, I think we've seen with Groves, you know, late on is is an issue. Yeah, That's, that too. Um, I think if he can, um, <laughs> if he can do more of that movement, like, as jab into the body as he was with as he was with Frotch um, the first fight in yeah. particular, yeah. Um, it seems to have a real uh, impact on someone that that likes to come forward early like Smith does. So, I'm trying to think of other ways that I can convince myself as well, but he's going to do I'll, it. I'll, I'll give you one. Go on.
1: All of the bad performances in Groves' career has come under Fitzpatrick. He's that's not there a, anymore. A valid point. He's yeah. not there anymore. Under Booth, we look. Like, he looked like a. The fact that he hadn't won a world title one now, in my opinion, is the fact that he didn't. He couldn't maintain that relationship with Booth. Booth knows under McGuigan. Let's see what happens. Just have faith. I hope you're right. I, I hope all but you know what? It's a weird one because I like Callum Smith a, a lot. As yeah, a, I do as know. well. Yeah. So, but out of the two, if one has to go on, I'd like to see Groves. But do you know what? Fucking Smith's so exciting as well. Yeah, this has got a super middleweight division. Domestic. It's a great. It's so good. Like, buddy, it has been. No. I don't want to watch Badu Jack fight.
0: I liked Badu Jack.
1: I like him, but I'd rather watch the Gal Smith and, and Groves fight, and that, all, all of those that, that, that quintet: hmm. Groves, the Gal. So, Groves has to destroy Smiths. Mm. Uh, the gal inevitably will fight Jack. Let's see that yeah, world title fight. It, it, Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Let's have it. I, and yeah. then watch is your it boy, it? North West London, <laughs> get yeah. smashed to pieces <laughs> by my boy, uh, who is nowhere near where I live. Yeah. But, you know, we've seen it before. He, he tried twice. Groves, the gal couldn't get near him. You know, he, he, uh... Yeah, I
0: think I think if Groves if Groves goes the way I think, which I think is going to be the WBA route and goes for Sturm, mm. I think he beats Sturm all day. Absolutely, Absolutely, I think won't get rid of him to be honest. Um, and DeGale beats Badou Jack and keeps his belt. That's three belts. Highly unlikely they've managed to keep it. you imagine? Free. I know, yeah. I know. I love fucking unification fights. We all want one champion with all the fucking belts. Yeah. It just looks sick. Like yeah. Young, yeah. Just, Roy Jones like 25 <laughs> fucking belts. Forget Roy Jones, David Hay.
1: It's holding up and there's no more room for belts yeah. on him. Yeah. Yeah. As a human yeah. being, you can't <laughs> put any more belts on him. No room. Right? one more yeah. and he's yeah. just going to go. Yeah.
0: But I love Roy Jones because he used to like the shitty belts as well. Yeah. The IBA, the IBC. Any piece of shit belt he could fight for, he wanted it.
3: I think it's it's genuinely interesting the division as as a whole at a minute. I think final thing on George, he's a, he's a
0: complex dude. He he's he is. I think
3: that's why we like. Him, he's got it? other things about. Sorry, him what, what? He's a
1: complex dude. He is. He's just. What does yeah, that mean? I think
3: he's got other. I think he thinks more about things. I think he gets more upset about things. He's been talking this week about how uh, Sky in particular seemed to be writing the same article about him over and over again, calling out Callum Smith when all he's doing is saying, look, if that fight presents itself, then of course I'd like it. And he feels like he's the away fighter in every fight. He feels that he's the underdog or the unliked fighter in in, in, in each fight, which I don't think is is necessarily true, but I think that's the way he thinks. I think he's got... uh, He has to be right upstairs for us to see the best performance, regardless of who his trainer is, what training he's done, he's got to be right upstairs.
1: Well, he's admitted he's
3: going bald. He's shaved his head off. He's grown a beard. I think he looks good. My Uh missus says he looks much better now. I'd
1: fuck
2: him. There
1: you go. Okay, so last question of the evening... Anthony Lombardi says, a punch in the balls from Mr Bean or a punch in the face from Anthony Joshua? <laughs> Mr Bean. Well, that's, a, that's the easiest question of <laughs> life. It's someone who doesn't understand boxing. He's <laughs> one of those pat-pat-bosh yeah. guys. Yeah. He's uh, semi-remedial you know, <laughs> in his understanding of boxing knowledge.
0: Yeah, yeah he watches all the big fights, doesn't he, and then fucking cunts them up. afterwards. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, he has no, no knowledge of boxing. Yeah, yeah Mr Bean all day. Yeah because
0: yeah, it's a stupid why did you even ask why, <laughs> yeah, why is it on the running order I, sh- I, I apologise alright right, that's be... it
1: from the, oh, the, the oh. blow the belt podcast uh, thank you so much T for coming down and <laughs> call them Richards. cheers man thanks yeah. very much I love the fact that you box you're the only one here that boxes yeah. uh, but we could all still have you <laughs> 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 <This should laughs> thank you so right. much son thanks man um, this is for him the belt for another time, uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Gully.